0: Welcome to the Arizona Pickleball League podcast Presented by Jigsaw Health It's fun to feel good
1: Hello Arizona pickleball family this is Eddie Adkins your guest host for today and uh, they actually decided to let me out of the production cage back there and uh, well I'm honored to be here we have a very special guest that we're going to be talking to today but before we do that OSG how the heck are you
0: good man it's been a it seems like it's been forever since we uh, had Tuesday night pickleball a lot of stuff going on we got uh, some drops and trades, and just a lot of action with the commissioner. Been on the phone with him nonstop about, uh, you know, getting ready for the
1: playoffs coming up here. So busy, busy, busy. I love it. It's what I like to hear. Uh, as I mentioned, we have a very special guest, and I'm going to be going through her background here a little bit. Our guest today is a broadcast journalist, content creator. She has experience as a sideline reporter play-by-play commentator, podcaster, MC, and host, please welcome the new voice of the Arizona Pickleball League, Taylor Aarons. Taylor, how are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on here.
1: Well, we're super excited to be able to have you. And uh, OSG, I kind of went through a lot of things that uh, are from her background. Did I miss anything?
0: Yes. Um, And we just wanted to go through just a little bit of a debrief, security debrief, so to speak. So um, I want to go through some questions uh, with you, Taylor. I do have a little device here that if it is the correct answer, you will get a positive ding.
2: Okay, I love it. Bring it on. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it.
0: For the record, can you just state your name?
2: Taylor Aaron's.
0: Is that Latino?
2: I do have a little uh, Panama in my family. My grandma's from Panama. (laughs) Look at that, one for one.
0: Do you wear contacts or glasses?
2: I do not. I have 20-20 vision.
0: Excellent, sunglasses?
2: I should wear sunglasses more. I don't usually wear them, which is probably not good for my eyesight.
0: I know you're sitting over where you're at today, but do you prefer the microphone off your right ear or your left ear?
2: Definitely my right ear. My hair falls on the left, so it's a lot of hair over there, and the microphone has its space. There we go.
0: Speaking of hair... When you, and we'll get to this in a little bit, do your, um, let's say, yoga and Mm -hmm. your fitness, do you braid or use a clip?
2: I use a clip. I usually like to do a little high bun and usually just wrap it around with a little hair tie.
0: Is it a softer bun or is it a pretty tight?
2: Soft. Laid back.
0: Can you tell us your favorite routine that you ever had uh, as a dancer and maybe where that was?
2: I've gotten to do a lot of cool things. I would say the coolest experience is when I was a Texan cheerleader. We had a halftime routine with T-Pain, and a couple of us got to go on stage, and I was one of them. So I was dancing so close to T-Pain, and it was super sweet. Double yes.
0: Doesn't happen very often. Now, you have a fitness background, Mm -hmm. dancer. Can you do a walkover right now?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. The other thing you teach a lot is yoga. Could you do a handstand scorpion right now?
2: Oh, yeah. I could bust it out right now. Might need some pants though. Not in this. Tell
0: manner. us one thing that's unique about you.
2: Mm. Let me think about this. I'm also a runner. I just finished my first marathon in January.
0: Twenty-three
2: point two. Twenty-three
0: point two. Last question. Who is the most famous person you've met so far?
2: Mm. I guess I have to say you. Oh. Yeah. There we go. Ding, 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 ding.
1: There you have it. Well, thank you for answering Wait a that last one correctly.
0: Oh, She did answer all of those correct. I think there was a triple sting. You have now been security verified.
2: Oh, my goodness. Can you autograph it for me? I
1: will later, Okay, yes.
2: fantastic. Yes. After the show, you've got to do that for me.
1: All right. Thank you. We're good. Yeah, that was great. Thank you, OSG.
2: Passed my background check. (laughs) Solid.
1: Oh, there's a couple other things we found in the background check, too, that we'll be getting into in a little bit here. Got it. uh, I'm glad you passed, because, you know, he was really concerned with the whole most famous person you've ever met. Got to feed the ego a little bit. For sure.
2: You got to know who's coming in. That's right. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit more about broadcast journalism, right? Um, You went to college for broadcast journalism and you actually also have your master's in sports administration, is that right? Yep. What, What drew you into that?
2: I have always been a sports fan. And ever since I was a little girl, I actually wanted to be a sports broadcaster. My family loves sports, so it's always something I wanted to do. I'm also a performer from cheering and dancing growing up. So I love the performing aspect of it. And then combining it with sports is just the perfect combination. So I was just so excited to get into it and I studied it in school and here I am today.
1: So from a little girl, you were watching TV and Mm -hmm. you're like, I can do that. You followed it all the way through and now you're actually living that. That's pretty cool.
2: Exactly. It's so unique. Usually when you're a little girl or a little boy, you say like, I want to do that. And then you grow up and you're like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. But I, when it's, I was in fourth grade years old, and I drew a picture of me on an ESPN desk, and I still have this picture to the day, and it's just crazy that I am here now fulfilling that dream.
1: OSG, at what age did you know that you wanted to be an elite security professional?
0: It was probably at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm -hmm. A gentleman there by the Norman Bushnell, who was the owner at the time, um, gave me an opportunity to kind of look out for Chuck E. Cheese himself, but also the jump around and the playground area. And, you know, six months later, I knew this is what I want to do, take it to the next level.
1: Well, and here you are now fulfilling that dream as right? well, and we feel safe and secure because of it. Thank you. Thank you, you. you brought up uh, mentors, and I know in the sports broadcast world, um, it's a cutthroat business, right? Mm-hmm. But it's probably good to have mentors – Um, what's your experience been like with that? Do you have a mentor? Have you had one? Do you mentor anyone else? Talk about that a little bit.
2: Yes, I have been fortunate enough to have a lot of people help me, especially in this industry. Like you said, help goes a long way. And Drew, which you all are all familiar with, has been a mentor for me. So he has been giving me lots of tips, and I think he's been a really big part of this new journey. And I'm just excited to apply it all and really get to show what I have in this coming game tomorrow.
1: That's so cool. Yeah, I mean, we love working with Drew. We miss Mm -hmm. him. So it's great to know that he's able to rub off on you. But you also have your own little personal style and take, which we're excited to see. Mm Um, So you've kind of done a lot of different roles in the broadcasting world as well as uh, performing. What would you say is your kind of favorite role in all of that?
2: I love play-by-play. So this will be my first time doing the play-by-play for Pickleball. But I've gotten to do softball and baseball for play-by-play. And I just think it's so fun because... You really get to describe what's going on. You get to be in the game and around the atmosphere. It's just a new experience that I never thought I wanted to do because I always wanted to do the sideline reporting. But once I got into this, I was like, I think this might be it. Like, I think this is what I wanted to do.
1: Well, I'm sure a lot of times with sideline reporting, too, it's tough because it's like you're watching and you're observing and you're putting together and then it's boom, you're on the spot for a little bit. And then back to the observing where it seems like with play by play, it's a little bit easier to kind of stay in the flow of the match and and really get a sense of that. Is that an accurate portrayal of it?
2: Oh, for sure. You can really stay locked in the game as you're sideline reporting. Sometimes stuff happens and you could just not pay attention to the game. But. By play by play, you gotta know what's going on and you're forced to watch it. And especially for those games that are so close and so exciting, that's when it really gets exciting.
1: So you were saying you done play by play for football, is that right?
2: I did baseball, baseball,
1: softball. Okay. What um What's the difference? Like, where, like, you know, trying to bring it back to pickleball here, mm-hmm. it sounds like it's going to be a completely new and unique experience. In some ways, it might be faster paced than what you're used mm-hmm. to. Like in baseball, there's a lot of time between plays. Football, there's, you know, a lot of time between plays as well. In pickleball, there's a little bit less time, it's more fluid. Um, what do you think it's going to be like when you kind of make that
2: transition? Yes, there's definitely pros and cons. Baseball, like you said, there's a lot of downtime. I am looking forward to pick a ball faster pace. And the great thing is about this is that you don't really have to talk during the play. You let it play out. Well, we
1: prefer when you don't. So exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. So that is like easy breezy. And then especially for those big plays, I have lots of terms that I like to use and it's just like what you said, paying attention, what's going on. And, What they both have in similar is that you just have to talk, like, what's going on? It's so simple, yet it could be challenging for sure, but that's how I look at it. You just have to explain what's going on, and, like, the listener is not watching the game, and they're listening to it. So you just got to describe what's happening.
0: One quick thing. Do you have a signature phrase sign on, sign off during the game. You just mentioned some of the things right there. Is there a signature that we need to look out for?
2: You'll just have to find out tomorrow. That's why you got to tune in. Okay. Look out for it.
1: I like it. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) So obviously when you're doing live broadcasting from Every role, from camera operator to producer to replay operator to commentator to host, things happen, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes they might be embarrassing. Sometimes they might be exciting. Do you have any situations where that has happened to you? Like, what's your most embarrassing thing that's happened while you were alive?
2: Oh, my goodness. So many crazy things <laughs> really? have happened to me. i trying to pinpoint, like, the most embarrassing Well, when I first started doing play-by-play for baseball, I didn't know I was going to be doing the play-by-play. So they kind of just said, hey, you're going to be doing this. And I showed up and I was like, I thought I was supposed to be a sideline reporter. So I remember that first game, I think during the middle of a broadcast, I said football terminology in a baseball broadcast. And my parents were tuning in and they texted me and they said, never do that again. That was terrible. (laughs) They told me flat out, they're like, never do that again. But that night I had to study up and the next day I was pretty good.
1: So I guess that's another good question here of, you know, when you're live and you're basically exposing yourself and you're putting yourself on the internet and a situation like that happens... What do you do to kind of bounce back and get your confidence back up? Because I can imagine it's probably a process you have to work through.
2: For sure, it's definitely discouraging when you have those little mess ups, but you have to remember you are human and just move forward. You can't get caught up on those mistakes because it's gonna keep happening. You just gotta brush it off and if you do realize you made a mistake, like, own up to it. Say, like, oh, excuse me, I meant to say this instead of this. So I guess just moving on and owning up to those mistakes.
1: How thick of a skin do you need? And actually, I'm going to ask you guys both, right? Because to be good in security and to be good in broadcasting, you need a thick skin. Quick, who, who needs a thicker skin? Security.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely security. <laughs> you got to fight off all those crazy people
0: wannabes mm-hmm. yeah you know, sneaking in.
2: hmm
0: Mhm. I love it.
2: But you definitely gotta have thick skin for broadcasting. Cause you're gonna get a lot of no's, which I have gotten so many. And just like I said, you gotta brush it off and keep on chugging forward because eventually that yes will come.
1: Well it's almost like when you do well, great. But when you do bad, people people will tell you, right? Yep.
2: They will definitely voice their opinions.
1: Oh, boy, I can imagine. Um, OSG always does an extremely thorough background check of anybody that becomes part of the Arizona Pickleball League family. And I think there was sure. something in her background that, um, that you really wanted to make sure we can get some clarification around. Is that right? Yes, mm-hmm. I
0: just a couple seconds ago got a through my earpiece from Vince McMahon that they're still reviewing your WWE application, okay. but they were a little concerned at what name you wanted to be do you remember or what was that stage or wrestling name that you presented to them
2: I was the no I don't remember actually I never got a name I didn't make it to that point but my motto was I leave a little sparkle wherever I go
1: Do you want to go a little further into that? Because you did actually, is it like a tryout for the WWE? Like, talk to us about this. This, this Because this is pretty cool.
2: Yeah. So I tried out for the WWE, like, about a month ago. And they flew us out to UCLA. There was about 50 of us. And, yeah, we just went after it in the ring, running the ropes, bumping. And they were filming a reality show during this. So you will get the full inside scoop. In, in about a year, but I did the experience, and it was super cool.
0: Did you have, like, a move that you, this is going to put them out? Like, did you have, like, a, yeah, drop the elbow, the drop. Uh, sleeper hold?
2: You know, from my dance background, I can kick pretty good, like little kick over my head. I would knock them right out. Oh, I like it.
1: I mean, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's good. Uh, that, that seems like a skill set that can translate to a lot of things, mm-hmm. including pickleball. Yes. So, I mean, self-admittedly, pickleball is a new thing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, have you played? Have you hit a ball? Like, where are you at in your whole pickleball journey? Because I'm telling you, you're going to get hooked. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just prepare a portion of your life for the rest of your life to play. But what's your background in it so far?
2: Absolutely. I have been a consistent recreational player so i'll go out and play it for fun and i actually just got the call recently that i was going to be doing the play-by-play so i've been doing my research i knew general knowledge but now i'm really deep diving into all the technical parts of it
1: well let us be the judge of your knowledge here because i got a couple these are some general trivia questions here okay are you ready
2: i am ready let's do it all right
1: I mean, this is going to be multiple choice, by the way.
2: Okay. What year better.
1: was pickleball invented? A, 1994,
2: mm-hmm.
1: B, 1938, or C, 1965?
2: I'm going to go with C,
1: 1965. That's right. 1965. Oh. Good. Huh. What,
2: can, may, can, may I? Go ahead. Oh, yes.
1: And for those of you listening, uh, that was me hitting the bell this time. I got the honor to do that. So, okay. The thing that pickleball players use in their hand to hit the pickleball is called A, the paddle, B, the paddle, or C, the paddle.
2: This is so tough. I'm trying to figure out between A, B, and C. We're just going to stick with C, paddle.
1: I, I say that because <laughs> there's been a lot of commentators in the past oh, who have I've liked heard. to call it a racket. I've and heard. let me tell you something. That's a no-no. That's a big no-no in the pickleball world. So
2: That I'm, is a big no-no. I learned that right <laughs> out of the gate. So it is a paddle.
1: Absolutely a paddle. <laughs> uh, question number three. What is the term used to describe the non-volley zone in pickleball?
2: Okay.
1: Is it A, the bathroom, B, the office, or C, the kitchen?
2: It's the kitchen. All the action is in the kitchen.
1: Very good. And last question here for Mm -hmm. you when it comes to pickleball. How excited are you to be the new voice of the Arizona Pickleball League? A, not very excited. B, very excited. Mm -hmm. Or C, all your hopes and dreams have come true.
2: Definitely see, C, C, C.
1: Yes. We're All excited for you. <laughs> yeah. We're definitely excited for you to uh, to be the new voice of it. OSG, yes. uh, what other questions do you have here for Taylor? I know you you do a lot of background. Uh, I do a lot of
0: background. Um, I did have one more just, a, just on the Hot Works instructor. Yes. I think you do. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something you train and you do with people? Do you are you in the sauna with them or are you out of the sauna with them? Because that
2: kind of both. So I am the virtual instructor for HotWorks. So when you go into the saunas, you will see me on the screens. So I'm not technically physically with them, but you will see me on the screens, telling you what to do and telling you to squeeze your core and Make sure you stay in those postures.
1: Well, I, I'm sure you guys are, would be surprised by hot my works, physique. Cheerleader. I mean, I, I, what is we hot have enough works, time though? to
0: go over all the things that this girl can do.
1: <laughs> That's
2: right. I know. It's all over the place.
1: What I, I was, I was going to say, as you can tell by my physique, or uh, you'd be surprised by it, I should know what Hotworks is. But what, what is this?
2: So Hotworks is a 24-hour infrared studio. And they offer isometric workouts and HIT workouts. So you can just sign up for your sessions and then go on in. And there's three people inside a sauna or two or one or however many sign up. And then you just do your 30-minute ISO workout or your 15-minute HIT workout, which is like cycling, rowing, and like a seated elliptical trainer. So you can go at any time and do it at any time.
1: That sounds pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Super
2: cool. (laughs) And it's in the heat. I forgot to tell you that. It's like 130 degrees. So if you like heat, it's hot. (laughs) Which, we're in Arizona, so I bet we like the heat.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Well, Taylor, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Thank you to all our viewers and listeners out there for tuning in. Uh, Guys, check out Tuesday Night Pickleball. Tomorrow night, it is going to be the... Was it the Tempe Tornadoes? Yes. Against the Gilbert Gladiators, yes. which I think is going to be an incredible match. Be
2: awesome.
1: For $10 a month, you can become a Patreon patron. And we really would uh, hope appreciate if you can go out there and do that. It gives you access to be able to watch all of the Tuesday Night Pickleball episodes so far for Season 1. And even better, it allows you to be able to watch the remainder of Season 1 live. Again, it's $10 a month. Go to visittnp.com today. Become a Patreon patron we would really appreciate it. And on that note, on that note, OSG, take us out. Pickleballers,
0: we've had a, talked a lot about change today and getting things with people coming in with the league, players changing, getting on different teams, and it kind of reminded me, sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so good. Do you remember when Coke tried to change its formula from classic Coke to new Coke? terrible idea but maybe adding blue raspberry pickleball cocktail to your water before you start your long day of matches so that you don't cramp up 11 10 1 in the championship game that would be a good idea but whatever you decide to change maybe it's your paddle shirt ball sweatbands, shoes, maybe even your gum. Remember, if you're switching out your partner, you want to set the expectation. And what you want to do is look them straight in the eye and say, all I need you to do is keep the ball in play, but not too high. Show them some of your short game skills. Hit your drives in. Don't speed up the low balls. Put away the high balls. Serve it in. Return your serve deep, but not out. Don't hit it to their forehands. Forehands are going to take the middle. And whatever you do, Don't ask me the score every time you serve. Until the next episode.